another episode of Summit to Soul Mountain. Today I am offering an episode with Babs Jackson. She's a beautiful human being with a great kind heart. She's an occupational therapist and offers a wide variety of yoga for many different purposes. Um, In this episode, Babs walks us through some great meditations to really ground us and we talk about her story, why and what she offers yoga for specifically, and uh, why it's so important to have this accessible yoga for all bodies. We also dive into what she finds the meaning of soul, and um, we really dive into some, some great metaphors to help understand the path as you search for soul. And it's definitely a great, great conversation for me to have and uh, to connect with with Babs. I really hope you enjoy this episode. And yeah, have a beautiful day. I'm always so grateful for you to be here with me on the trail. And I love you. Hello, Babs. Thank you for joining me on Summit to Soul Mountain. Super nice to meet you, connect with you. Um, like you were just saying, it's so cool to, to connect with people from all over the world. It's kind of, it blows my mind to, to realize that, that we can do that, you know, in these days. And so, uh, so yeah, we're uh, going to start with you taking us through a little guided meditation. So let's uh, go ahead. I appreciate it, Ryan. I'm excited to be a part of this, and I've listened to your podcast, and I really like the different angles that you're bringing into um, this space. And yeah, it's really cool to connect with like-minded people and to spread awareness of all the really helpful and healing things that you have already talked about. So yeah, I'm just really happy to be here. So yeah, let's start. I'm going to put a little music on. So um for you and all the listeners. You can just find a comfortable seat so you can lie down or you can just find a seat, but it's helpful to be in a place where you can ground your feet, so. So we'll start by just closing our eyes. And if closing the eyes doesn't feel good, you can just look down at the ground. And I'll guide you through a body and breath awareness meditation. So if you're new to meditation, listening to this, don't worry. It's very simple. All you have to do is just sit here and listen. So first, just start to notice where your body meets the ground, your yoga mat, your chair. Notice your feet, your bottom. And then see if you can grow a little bit taller in your spine. 
paying attention to where your shoulders are. See if you can melt them away from your ears. And then without trying to change or control your breath, just notice how you're breathing right now. Is it slow? Is it fast? Is it deep? Or is it shallow? Maybe it's the first time all day you've stopped to pay attention to your breath. And then take a moment to see where the mind is. Is it off planning the next meal? Is it thinking about situations in the past? Situations in the future? Whatever it is, it's okay. Just notice where your mind is in this moment. And then we'll start to go a little bit deeper. Now coming into the driver's seat of your body, of your breath and of your mind. So now taking control of how you're breathing. So starting to inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Inhale for a count of three. And exhale for a count of five. Slowing down your breath. To slow down your mind. Noticing in your body where you feel the breath as you inhale. And notice where the breath goes when you exhale. As you inhale through the nose, can you expand through the belly, through the chest? And as you exhale, can you slowly contract belly towards spine, the chest relaxes. Notice if you're feeling any thoughts or sensations. Just let them be there. Notice that the mind takes you away. Just bring it back to the slow inhale and slow exhale breath. With each inhale, let's breathe in light and love. And with each exhale, let's release light and love.
Inhale, breathing in, light and love. Exhale, breathe out, light and love. And then we'll take a big inhale together. Exhale, side out. <sighs> Again, inhale. Exhale, side out. <sighs> then we can wiggle our fingers, wiggle our toes, blink open the eyes. And then we can take a big stretch. And then bring our hands together and heart center and just seal in the intention of sending light and love to yourself and to others. And we can bow to another to share our practice. Thank you. Mm, thank you. That is beautiful. Good. Very grounded and centered. Good. Good. I really, I really liked to. Uh, you know, the, the transition of, of just being with your body and then, and then kind of taking the intention in and channeling it to, to focus on, you know, a specific breathing and, and love and light. That's really nice. Did you find that your mind went anywhere or that you felt anything in your body? Um, I felt like, the awareness, like when I was just focusing on where my breathing was at and stuff, it, it felt kind of scattered and just felt like, you know, just like just out of control. I wasn't in control. And then once I did bring that awareness to, you know, a focused inhale and a focused exhale, um, it was like an immediate shift in, in just uh, like a lightness of control and um yeah i could i could feel the the groundingness shift when when you put that intention into it cool that is that skill that you're able to to feel that and transition your body that's it's hard to do it's very hard to do but the fact that you kind of listened and and didn't let your mind or your body take over and you transition like you found a transition in the practice and that's do you practice meditation often or breathing or? I do, yeah. Um, probably not as much as, as I know I should, but, uh, but I, do, um, I do try and focus on my breath and just throughout the day and, um, and where it's going and stuff. And, and I have, have a, a few small practices to, to kind of bring myself back to it, um, like snapping my fingers to, to like recenter myself and, and focus like energy into certain parts of my body. Um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you for that. Literally snapping yourself back into <laughs> your body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like a, a physic, you know, the, the physicality of doing that is like a, a reset for me. And, uh, yeah, it's really powerful to, to actually have that motion to, you know, thoughts are, I find them, you can think things, but, but it's hard to like, 
put it in once you when you make it a physical aspect out into the world it's like the vibration and for me it just like pulls me back to that center it's like okay it happened it's it's there now um so yeah so i like that i'm gonna start doing that i feel like that i think there's like two ways you can either like you said physically kind of bring yourself back to a a mental calmness or a mental kind of focus and then you can i feel like do it the opposite way too i feel like depending on where you what one overrides the other so like there's there's signals that come from the brain to the body and then there's signals that come from the body to the brain Mm -hmm. so you're working more of like snapping that's sending okay brain focus let's be here Mm -hmm. whereas yeah where sometimes i feel like sometimes i have the opposite where i feel like a lot of tightness in my chest or in my stomach or in my neck or shoulders and then that awareness makes my mind anxious. And so like, I almost have to, in my mind say, okay, relax your shoulders, relax your stomach, relax your body. So yeah, it, it goes both ways, but I think having the practice of both ways is, is so helpful because it's, it's not, it doesn't just go one way all the time. It, it's a, yeah, you gotta maneuver and, and feel into, to what, what your body needs. And, and I think that's why, meditation and breathing is so powerful because a lot of times, you know, people think there's a right or wrong way to meditate and, you know, but it's just being aware of where your body is at in those moments. And then, and then you can take it outward, you know, and, and not just when you're sitting on the mat or just sitting, you know, intentionally focusing on your breathing, then you can start to be more aware of what your body is feeling when you're at work or, you know, um, whatever you're doing, and then you can come back to those moments because meditation, I think, you know, it's like yoga. Yoga isn't just on the mat. It's not just, you know, when you're on the mat doing yoga and poses and asanas and stuff, but when you're able to, it's everything off the mat, you know, all of life is, is the real yoga. And, uh, so that's, I think that's the, that's the goal for me, you know, you're spot on. Yep. <laughs> that is, that's the goal for all of us is, I mean, we, not all of us are going to have this perfect, beautiful, twisty yoga practice and not all of us going to have a clear mind 24 seven, but it's like you said, it's doing the little things. Like something I've been doing is really um, being in the moment when I brush my teeth. <laughs> so like you brush your teeth, two times a day, hopefully, or, or maybe three or maybe one. But in those moments, I, for a while, and I just started doing this last week or the week before, but I noticed as I'm brushing my teeth, I'll be like thinking about the next thing or thinking about the day or, and I'm like, am I actually really brushing my teeth right? Like, am I actually getting my back teeth here? So, and then when I started really focusing on, it sounds silly, but tooth by tooth and like flossing between each tooth and it really, it made me more mindful of that actual, just that single task. And I think if we did that more, like there's automatic thoughts and automatic actions that we have to keep automatic. Like we don't want to think about opening a door every time we open a door. But I think with those longer tasks of cooking, of eating, of some of those that really our mind will wander, I think it's so helpful just to continually stop ourselves and be like, what am I actually doing? What am I thinking about? And I think it helps us to be 
more present in that moment, which helps us to not rev our body with um, anxiety and, and cortisol and all the stress hormone. If we can kind of continually relax our body, relax our body, it, it does, I find it makes a big difference. Mm, I, I absolutely hear that. And I think when, you know, just thinking about it, it's like, oh, I'm just brushing my teeth. Like it's not a big deal, you know, but that's where you are in that moment. And that's what you're doing. And, and yeah, it's, it's being present in whatever it is you're doing, whether you're brushing your teeth or you're having a deep conversation with a loved one or, you know, like, cause it's the pattern of the brain. If you're going to be kind of unconscious while you're brushing your teeth, then those patterns in your brain will probably be th those patterns while you're having, you know, a deep conversation and, you know, you want to be there for a person and you want to be, whether, you know, you just being present in whatever it is you're doing is always going to be more beneficial than, than not. So exactly. I like that. And yeah, brushing one tooth, you're, in your, <laughs> it's like you're, you're giving love to that one specific yeah, tooth, yeah. you know, <laughs> I love you. I love you. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, yeah. So, and you were kind of saying, you know, like with, with yoga, it's, you're going to not just have this, this one straight line. You're not going to have this perfect flow and stuff. And I think that's what was, was really cool. And I found like, I loved about like what you're doing with yoga and making it so accessible to, to people. And cause yoga in, in society, it's like, you have to have a specific body or, you know, you have to be, you know, super limber and, and be able to do these poses perfect. And this is how it looks and you see things. And, and that's really not what yoga is or what it's about. And, uh, and so I love that you are kind of making it a goal and a mission to, to be more accessible for all different people, all different bodies. And um, so can you talk a little bit about like why, like your path of what led you to, um, to, you know, wanting to be, you know, make yoga so accessible and, and why you think it's so important for that? Yeah. Thanks for seeing and hearing me and, and actually really um, summarizing what I'm trying and hoping to do. So really thank you for that. Um, but I, I've started to make yoga programs for, it started off with people, for people who I love. So if my friends, families, patients, or, or people that I'm close to or care about have injuries or have illnesses, I want to help. <laughs> That's where I think it's rooted from. And so I started initially teaching to um, individuals who have cancer. So my mom, when I was in middle school, got diagnosed with breast cancer and she is now 15 years um, cancer-free and is a survivor and she's doing excellent. And I'm so happy and proud of her and she's really a wonderful person. So it's really, I'm happy to see this result of um, something that can be traumatic and sad and upsetting. So um, but it's definitely a success story and a happy story. But she ended up being diagnosed with lymphedema, which is a type of swelling that a lot of people who have their lymph nodes removed end up getting because once your lymph nodes are removed, your lymphatic system is disrupted. So your lymphatic system is the system in your body that moves all the fluid. So it's a huge part of your immune system because it filters 
and it cleanses your body of toxins, of um, bad things, and it attacks things. So that's why they remove lymph nodes because the cancer is typically attacked in that area. And so when the nodes are removed, the lymph vessels that carry the fluid to those nodes no longer have a home. Mm-hmm. So I often tell my patients, it's like they're driving home in the car and they get home and their garage is gone. And they're like, okay, my garage is gone. What do I do? I park at the neighbors. I find another parking spot. I, I need to go somewhere else. So it, so the vessels go and they get to that area and they need to find somewhere else, but they have a hard time finding the neighbor's house. They have a hard time finding somewhere to park. So mm-hmm. that fluid backs up. So then the, arm or the leg or the breast or the chest, whatever it might be, gets filled with fluid and you need to um, seek out medical care because it can get worse and worse. So my mom ended up being diagnosed and she was not getting better. She was just filled with fluid. Her arm just was getting heavier, tighter. It's painful. It's uncomfortable. She wasn't able to do her normal activities. And it's, it's also a very tough thing on the mind too, because you have one arm that's larger than the other. So it's very emotionally um, disturbing too, for a lot of people. So I became a certified lymphedema therapist. So that's what sparked that. And because I was like, okay, we're going to fix this. So I went through the training. I'm an occupational therapist. I have a master's degree in OT. So this is a separate kind of specialty. So I helped her to reduce the fluid, to really get her life and her arm back on track. And then I was like, okay, so her arm's better. Now, how can we make kind of the whole body a little bit better? So I started teaching a Zoom cancer wellness program for cancer survivors and for patients or individuals who are going through cancer. So it's, I've, and I, through the pandemic, I started this. So it's only been about a year or so. Um, and I now have had this program run for about four or five times. So that was the start of my yoga zoom wellness programs was cancer. Um, but that my mom, my mom really sparked that interest in that drive to help people help her first mm-hmm. and then help people like her. Cool. That's a, a beautiful story here in that. Yeah. Something something that can, like you said, can be kind of, you know, sad and, you know, traumatizing and stuff, but it's, it's really a way to, to be a channel, to be of service and to, you know, to help others. And then started out with just you and your mom and, and now you're helping many others do it as well. Um, yeah. Lymphedemia seems, or lymphedema seems like it's because it that since the fluid is so important for the immune system and like Um, I can only imagine that like not having anywhere to go will just kind of create more problems, you know, because it's, it's helping clear out systems or, you know, helping things, but then doesn't really have anywhere to deposit and detox and stuff like that. Um, so like how, how is, how do you incorporate yoga into that? What is, what does that look like? So there's the three main ways to really um, help lymphedema is through massage to manual lymph drainage. So moving the lymph fluid through the vessels and training those cars to go somewhere else to find healthier nodes. So I teach um, 
self manual lymph drainage. So I could do it on you. I could do it on my mom, but you could also do it on yourself. Mm. So it's really stretching the skin to move the vessels and to move the fluid. So that's the first thing. So massaging. So I teach it before every yoga practice, we do self MLD manual lymph drainage. So we do the massage. So that's number one. And then number two to help move the fluid is muscle contraction. So every time the muscles contract, that also flushes the fluid out. So every yoga pose and every all types of exercises help, but we use yoga in different chest opening postures and different hip opening postures and different um, abdominal breathing exercises that really ignites the muscles to contract to move the fluid. And then the third way is through um, compression. So oftentimes for my patients, I'll recommend compression sleeves or different garments. Um, that's more typical in my clinical sense. But for the yoga program, it's a big emphasis on manual lymph drainage, massage, and also what exercises and what poses are contracting and strengthening the muscle pumps to move the fluid out. Yeah, because that's yoga is, you know, when it comes to the asanas, you know, it's all about body awareness. And so finding, finding ways to, to just, you can pinpoint certain muscles and stuff. So I can, I can see how that can be so powerful to help it then it's finding, you know, whether it's something, you know, in the legs and stuff and doing, you know, specific asanas to, to contract the the little muscles and not just the the big muscles that you know everyone knows about and stuff but the the little maneuvers of of that um wow that's that's really cool um if, if anyone's listening to this who has lymphedema or who is at risk for lymphedema um i really would encourage them to even google um like lymphedema therapist near me or contact you to contact me or, or, but I think it's really awareness kind of that's, as we we're saying, yoga is awareness. And, and really, if you're diagnosed with it or at risk, then getting help and, and getting guidance is huge because it can be really daunting and it can be really um, upsetting for people because it's a lifelong diagnosis. And so it is really, it can be managed and it can be, it, there's really a lot of ways to help. And even just your the most area of lymph nodes in your body is in your abdomen, in your stomach. So even just doing some simple diaphragmatic breathing and really engaging your core with some breath work already will ignite those nodes to flush the fluid and move the fluid. So that's kind of one of the first things I'm like, all right, so everybody breathes. We might not have been taught to breathe, but can you really engage your stomach as you breathe and feel it breathing? And that in itself is already getting you on a good path to healing and to, to helping you cleanse the that lymphatic fluid. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, breathing is probably the best tool. I think everybody should be taught how to, <laughs> you know, because you get, you know, so many different problems just from not breathing right. And, and then it can be, you know, maneuvered or like changed by, by breathing. Right. And, uh, and I think, I think personally, like with, 
when you, when you start to become aware of your body and stuff and start to just like kind of, kind of trust your body that it knows what, what to do and stuff when you allow it to do it. So many, um, challenges can be, can be overcome and, and managed and, um, in such simple ways, you know, um, I completely agree. Yeah. I feel like that, that's super powerful. Like if we just, I always say in my class, like if you can, if you can feel, you can heal. So if you can, if you can feel in your body, like how we were saying in the beginning meditation, you were like, okay, I'm feeling it here. And like, you kind of calmed yourself down. If you can sit with yourself and become aware of like, where am I feeling this? What's going on? Then you're already 90% there. Like you, now you just have to take the tools and, and mm-hmm. run with it from there. And keep, keep going, you keep know, going. <laughs> oh, and that's, I think that's the, uh, a challenge for myself and a lot of people is that, you know, when it comes to healing, people think that it's, you know, and that's what like the medical system kind of says, you know, take these pills or take this thing, do this treatment. And it's once you're healed, you're healed, you know, but like health is, is, is a lifelong journey. You know, you gotta just, you have to stay with it and, and find the practices that, that work for you and, and stay consistent with it. And that's, and that's, I think why yoga is so beneficial and so powerful is because it's not that you're just getting a one, one quick fix, you know, once you kind of step on the mat and like, you feel that connection to your body, you, you can't go back, you know, it's, you just, you just keep learning more and more. And, uh, and a lot of times it just creates more momentum. Um, so like with, uh, where, so let's, let's jump a little bit here and, uh, and I wanted to ask you, so Soul, Summit to Soul Mountain for me is a lot about just the journey of finding my highest self and what it means to be human and kind of connecting to earth and, uh, and, and yoga is, is, a, is, a, is a really big path for me. And, and it's been really powerful to, to connect to my mind and my body and to to really not, to, to learn that they're not separate um, and to, to really question what soul means. And so I'm really curious what your perspective on the soul is. And a lot of people, soul, I, I say soul that what, res, what resonates with my understanding of like my highest self or God or source. Um, so I'm, I'm curious what your perception and what soul means to you. Yeah, I think that's a a really good question. And I think I'd have to really think hard about what exactly, and I think it it will change. (laughs) I think I'm a pretty indecisive person. And and I think one thing I say today, I could have a totally different answer tomorrow. But today, what I think is soul is kind of what's what's there when you put everything else aside kind of like what's the like you were saying kind of your you're true to yourself so like what is the, the actual core and what is because a lot of times in my practice when I do breathing exercises and movement and I'm trying to create more space for a happy soul and I and I think about that all the time I'm like how can I 
create less tension in my body, less worry, less thought to create space for that soul. So what that soul actually is, is I think just that inner, pure, um, non-manipulated, non-harm, non-touched um, beginning. Like the, the, the first thing that we're ever even born with, that soul that is, um, that is just the basis of who we are. So I think with everything, with reducing every other aspect of us, so the physical mind, the, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, I think it's kind of like, what is the heart that like brings it all together? Mm, I like that. I like how you, you were, you know, you were kind of referred to it as like what we're, what we're born with. And it's like this essence that that's there with us the whole time. And it seems like when we're babies, we're, we are that soul. We're just so innocent and we're just so raw and pure. And then we get conditioned through life and stuff. And, and then it's like, we're, we're at our essence, we're at our soul. And then we go through this process of forgetting. And then the rest of life is like, how do we get back to that? How do we, you know, come back to that soul? Um, so I really like, I, I, I think it is too. It's, it's really just our, our core essence of, of who we are without any, you know, bias and any, you know, predetermined or um, like any conditioning around it. And uh, so that was, that was really beautiful. And, and like you said, it's, it's always changing, you know, it's yeah. everything one that's the truth itself is true to you in the, in the moment. And then, and then you kind of understand a new truth or you look at things a different way and, and everything can, can change. And, yeah. Uh, I think it's something different for all of us. I feel like, and, and again, I think I might have a better understanding in, in a couple of years, or I might have a better, but I think it's, I think if we think of something like more visual, I, some a meditation that I, I haven't taught in a while, I haven't taught in person in a studio in about like two years, probably. I now teach a free yoga class in the park and I teach a lot of Zoom, but something I used to teach is this meditation about like a lantern. And I don't know if I heard it from someone or if I made it up or, but um, I talk about like a, an old kind of lantern that's in an attic. And so that's been there for a hundred years or something. And so there's spider webs on it and there's dust on it and there's gunk and, and mouse, whatever poop, and like all this crazy stuff on it. And then, but if you, I guide people through kind of this meditation that you bring it downstairs and you bring it into your kitchen and you start to take a rag and you start to clean it off and you clean the first layer. There goes the dust. There goes the dirt. Then you clean a little bit more. Maybe you shine it up and then you finally light it and it still works and it still shines, but it's that mucky like gunk of layers and layers on top of that really I think that's like that physical, the emotional, the um, spiritual, all that can can layer on negative or positive. Mm-hmm. But but if you take away all that, I think that that light and that lantern it is the soul is if mm-hmm. that makes more concrete um, mm-hmm. example. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. The, 
having a visual visualization, you know, I think that's, that's how humans can really understand and, and see things. Cause you know, yeah, we're, we're physical beings here, but I think, I think we're much more than just, you know, what we here are here on earth. And, and uh, so I like that because yeah, the light, the light is there, but things, you know, gunk and, and stuff just, just piles up, you know, and when you can clear it, when you can start to clean that and tend to it, um, you can let that light shine. Yeah. And, and I like that too, because, uh, you know, it's like every, I think everyone does have their own soul and their own um, like mission and purpose and stuff, but uh, really, I feel like it, it kind of all comes down to the same light, you know, it's all the, the light is the same, but it kind of just shines in different ways almost. And yeah. uh, so um, for me, that's, that's like a, like a powerful thing to, to contemplate on is that like our soul is different and shines, you know, or maybe like the light shines a different color, like some shines gold or some shines blue, some shines red, but, but it's all just like the, it, it's the same light, you know, but just kind of shining and helping to, to come back to it in, in a different way. Yeah, I love that. And I think also in a, in a hopeful sense, I think that if we think it, think of it realistically, some people might be born in that attic. And, and maybe on the stairs going up to the attic or might be born a year in the attic or a hundred years in the attic, but they it's in, in more of like a logical sense, like they might be born with some physical ailments or mental health issues or, but knowing that like that soul is still pure and that soul can still be found and, and still with the help of loved ones and the help of strangers and the help of themselves. I feel like that is really something I always want to think about or share with people or, or because I think it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it can be shining all different colors, but it's still your own and it's still, it's still there. It's, and it can be found. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I, I, that's why I love my, the metaphor that of summit to soul mountain so much is because, you know, the, the peak is if, if you look at the peak as the soul, you know, there's many different tra trails and paths to get up to the mountain and you, you know, often cross paths with others and you either help them, you know, get up a little bit higher or they help you get up a little bit higher and stuff. And, and finding your own, your own path is so important to get up there. You, you're ultimately climbing the mountain, you know, alone and stuff and reaching the, the summit by yourself. But, but knowing that where you're at, you can either help others, you know, and you can help have other people help you is, is so important in this journey of life. Cause you know, being together and there for each other is, is I think one of the, the quickest ways to, to come back and clear that light and to, to come back to that light. And I think that's why, you know, what you're doing is so awesome. And because you're, you're really helping, you know, people and, um, and yeah, the world just needs that so much right now. And to know that people aren't alone and, and that there's, you know, we're all in this together.
and, and we're all there to help each other. Yeah, I'm just a little cabin halfway up the mountain being like, here's some water, <laughs> here's a snack, take some trail mix, <laughs> but keep going. Yeah, yeah. I love that metaphor. I'm, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> I'll credit you, but I'll steal it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's life is just, it's so beautiful. And, and when you can, you know, and, and life is so beautiful, but like it has all of it, you know, it encompasses everything. So knowing that you know, and with yoga, you can, you can kind of like come into that knowing where you can have struggle and still be happy and still like, you know, love and still go through that process, even when you're feeling, um, you know, down and, and that it's all part of life. Like it's still, it's, you know, you're still getting closer to that light when, when you feel all these things It doesn't have to be just all positive vibes or all, you know, all smiles all the time. And knowing that you're, you can feel these things is, is such a powerful practice to, to have. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it can be like we were talking about accessible for anyone. Like it, I started off to, um, again, with my loved ones being my like drive, my grandfather, I took care of him before he passed and he is in the greatest generation. He passed when he was 94 and he was like, yoga, what's that? Like, I'm not doing yoga. Like, <laughs> so just against it. And like, um, just was never wanting to try any bit of it. And he loved me so much that I was like, grandpa, let's just try it. And I remember we sat in my parents' house um, and we just sat in the chair and I just guided him through some neck stretches and some shoulder stretches. And then I taught him like, okay, when you're in bed, before you go to bed and when you wake up, just do some knee to chest, just do some ankle rolls, these simple things. And he was like, oh, I guess I like yoga. Like, <laughs> and he just, and it's so, but it's, it's simple, simple things that, and it doesn't need, need to be the word yoga. It can just be mindfulness stretching or, or, or just stretching in general, but it, it does. It's ways that we can help our bodies. And even up to the week he passed, I, I would stay with him and I would see him doing these stretches in his bed. And I'd be like, yes, <laughs> like that is awesome. But it really is. It's I, the more people I love when beginners I teach beginners because I see them being like, wow, like I didn't realize I held that tension or I didn't realize how anxious or nervous or depressed or, or um, how much pain I had or like in, or how much release I could find from doing simple, simple things. And it's some, I didn't start until I was in college and I wish this was something I started when I was one years old. Like it, these skills are, are really therapeutic and helpful and, and it can be for anyone. And I think it's just trying it and, and seeing what works. And But it really does have such an impact on all aspects of life and trying to summit that mountain and trying to find the soul and, and coming back to it really. Yeah, I've, I've found it changed my life. So I know it, I know it can help other people too. Yeah, and I think too, um, you know, like 
kind of like you know what you're saying like how your your grandpa was what what is yoga i'm not doing yoga like you know he had this preconceptualized notion of like what it was and one of like i practice like acro yoga with with some friends and and a lot of times you see you know people getting spun around and doing all these cool acrobatic things and stuff and then i always and same thing with yoga you know it's like mindful stretching like if you can kind of teach and like let go of the identity that you have around like what yoga is specifically then you're like oh i just you know I'm mindful that my leg is feeling a little tight and I just go to reach my toes. Like you're doing yoga, you know, or, you know, taking a moment to just like you're doing yoga, you know, or like, like really kind of breaking down the wall of like what is and what isn't anything in life, you know, just allows for the opening to what, you know, something can be. And so like, yeah, I love that your grandpa, you know, found that, you know, that he loved it because, you know, it doesn't have to be anything specific, you know, just being, being present is, is being, is being a yogi, you know, being aware of what you're feeling is being a yogi. And, and then you can take that as far as you want it to. Exactly. Hmm. It's beautiful. Well, we got a, a couple of minutes left. Would you like to, uh, maybe take us through like a little closing meditation or another right. little grounding? Yes, of course. Let's do a little um, movement this time. Okay. So let's do a little seated, gentle yoga flow or stretching flow. Okay. So let's find a seat again. So plant the feet down into the ground. And then we'll close our eyes. And again, finding that nice tall spine, relaxing your shoulders down. Feet firmly into the ground. Settle your mind. Taking a breath in through the nose. Letting it go. Another breath in. And out. And let's place our hands, our palms together in heart center. Just in our mind, make an intention for this short movement practice. So what is it that you would like more of? Something that manifests more peace, more comfort, more healing, more focus, whatever it is, just have a thought in the mind. And then let's Inhale, reach our arms up overhead, stretch our arms up to the sky, and then hands come down to heart center on the exhale. Inhale, reach up, maybe gaze comes up. Exhale, hands come down. Let's do that three more times. Inhale to lift and reach. 
exhale, drawing it down. Inhale to open the body, stretch up. Last one here, inhale, lift up. Release the hands to the lap. We'll draw right ear to right shoulder, relaxing both shoulders down. Breaths here into the left side of the neck. Noticing the stretch. And then chin comes down towards the chest and roll the right ear, right shoulder. Left shoulder, whichever one you do do last time. Taking a few breaths here, relaxing both shoulders. And then chin comes back down into the chest, and then we'll take small neck circles, just moving slowly. Feel free to linger in anywhere that feels good. In the face, reverse the circle when you're ready. Really good to open up the throat, good for our communication. Helps with others. And then come back to neutral, take a breath here, let it go. Roll our shoulders, inhale up, back and down. Big shoulder rolls, just releasing any tension in the chest and the shoulders. Opening up our heart now, our area of love to ourselves and others. And then release that. We'll inhale, reach our arms up for a spinal twist. So we'll twist over towards the right. The left hand can come to the right knee, right hand behind. Inhale, lengthen through the spine, and then exhale, twist with you over the right shoulder. Another breath in. And inhale, reach the arms up. We're gonna twist to the other side. Right hand, left knee, left hand behind you. Take three breaths here. Inhale to find length and exhale to twist. Inhale, reach the arms up, stretching up, and then hands come down to heart center. Place one hand on the heart and then the other on top of that hand. Feeling the breath move through your body. Noticing how you feel in this moment from a little bit of movement, energy release. And then place our hands together again, palms meet in heart center. And then we can bow to another to share our gratitude for one another. Namaste.
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on and, and talking about so many good things that, that really should be spread around and, and the more the merrier, really. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for, for joining me. And it was so great to connect with you and you know, hear your story and, and what, you're, what you're doing and the people you're helping and, and your take on, on the soul. And, and, and I'd love to hear, hear what was in your mind and, and in your heart. Thank you. Thanks yeah. so much. today um, it was really an honor to have this conversation with Babs to hear what she does her point of view on the soul how it's ever changing and the guided meditations that she offered to us were, were really a true gift I hope you enjoyed this episode if you enjoyed the meditations with Babs you can definitely find some more of those on her YouTube channel Balance with Babs or on all of her social media platforms balance with babs is a way you can connect with her and please if you know anybody with lymphedema um, send her to babs she can you know really really help to work with people and find a place of ease and um yeah again thank you so much for being with me here on summit to soul mountain so grateful for your ears your heart your soul and i wish you the best on your own path as you traverse your life and mountains much love